Welcome to the Eco News Report. I'm your host this week, Tom Wheeler, Executive Director of Epic. And we are celebrating Latino Heritage Month this month. Latino Heritage Month is an interesting one because it goes in between two months. We are running it from September 15th to October 15th. And joining me is Luis Avila, the Executive Director of Latino Outdoors. Welcome, Luis. Oh, thank you for having me, Tom. And that is interesting, right? An interesting tidbit about Latino Heritage Month starting in mid-September and going through mid-October. And my understanding of that, why that is the case, is because several Latin American countries, particularly in Central America and Mexico, celebrate their Independence Day around the middle of September. And we also have now a Latino Conservation Week, although the Latino Conservation Week is not in Latino Heritage Month, that is in July. So we will always remember to celebrate that every July. So Latino Outdoors, a, a, a very exciting organization. And Luis is an old friend of, of mine and of Epics. Luis used to be headquartered up here in Arcata and is now in the lovely city of Fresno. Luis, tell us about Latino Outdoors. Perhaps kind of describe its founding and, and what the organization is is kind of about. Yeah, thank you for the question, Tom. Let me back up a little bit. You, you, you brought up Latino Conservation Week. So it's really interesting. This year, we're celebrating Latino Outdoors' 10th anniversary, and we just celebrated the 10th edition of Latino Conservation Week, which is an annual celebration, as you mentioned, that takes place in July. That is an initiative of one of our good friends, the Hispanic Access Foundation. They started that in 2014. 2014, that was the first time they celebrated that. And we were part of that. And so for the nine following editions, including and plus the first one in 2014, we've been a part of that. And, and it's great to, to be celebrating 10 years of Latino Outdoors' existence and 10 editions of Latino Conservation Week. So to your question, what is Latino Outdoors? I like to frame it in the context of our three sort of flagship programs. So our first program is called Vamos Outdoors, and that's Spanglish, right? Let's go outdoors. And it really speaks to, I think, our bread and butter at Latino Outdoors, and that is we organize outdoor experiences, curated outdoor experiences that are led by a volunteer network, a national volunteer network, that's spread out in over 30 locations around the country and is about 200 people strong. And yeah, that could be anything from just a pleasant day at the park, at your local park, to summiting a 14er in, in Colorado and everything in between. So that that's Vamos Outdoors, our outdoor engagement program. And then the second programmatic pillar at Latino Outdoors is Yo Cuento Outdoors. Again, Spanglish, right? And Yo Cuento is the Spanish phrase for I count. It also means I matter and I tell a story. And it's our storytelling and communications program. And that dovetails really nicely with Vamos Outdoors because, as you know, when you, when you go outdoors and you are close to nature and you're camping or you're hiking, you're, you're, you're creating memories for yourself that you're with. And we want to share those memories as stories, right, with our audience and with our community, because in doing so, we believe that we're expanding the narrative of what it means to be 
an outdoor enthusiast and a lover of nature and the outdoors. And so we really want to contribute to that, that, that fuller, more rich definition of what it means to be quote unquote outdoorsy. And then the third programmatic pillar or focus area here at Latino Outdoors is our leadership development program. And that's called Crecemos Outdoors. Crecemos is the word, the word in Spanish for we grow, we grow outdoors. And that really is our way of honoring the volunteers that power Latino through leadership development opportunities, professional development opportunities that that really we're in a position, Latino outdoors, especially, you know, over the years as we've grown, to really cultivate for for our volunteers, whether it be wilderness first aid certification or other outdoor leadership training to putting, connecting them with job opportunities, internships, et cetera, and then our broader community as well. So that's the third piece, outdoor leadership development. All right. Well, this is a wonderful rubric to kind of have a conversation around. Let, let's let's talk about the first one, getting people outdoors. As you said, Latino Outdoors has a number of chapters across the United States. Tell us more about the chapters and how they kind of relate within the Latino Outdoors organizational structure, how independent they are, the kind of programs that they devise, and how folks might be able to find out more about their own local chapter. Absolutely. That's a great question. How do they fit within the Latino Outdoors organization. I like to say that we're more of a, we're, we're a community first and an organization second. And even though we've grown as much as we have over 10 years, I, I, I'm really proud of the fact that we still have that, that sense of community across the Latino outdoors chapters or teams around the country. It started, the first couple groups started in California in the Central Valley, in Los Angeles, and the Bay Area. So those were the first three. And then it just, you know, it just started spreading from there. Our founder, his name is Jose Gonzalez. He's still very much involved with Latino Outdoors. He's one of our biggest ambassadors and supporters. He started writing a blog and he called it Latinos Outdoors, I think, with the the S. Or maybe it was just Latino Outdoors. I'm not sure. But it was a blog. And that blog was really him expressing and conveying his passion for Latino culture and the outdoors and sort of the the intersection between those two things. And that resonated with a number of people, both within California and eventually outside of California, to the point where now it's spread to, to the Southwest, to the Pacific Northwest. We've got a chapter in the Chicago area, East Coast. One of our most recent chapters is in Miami, Florida. So so we're excited. And anyone who's interested in finding their local Latino Outdoors team or chapter can do so by going on to latinooutdoors.org, our website, and just looking under our locations. There's a map there with all sorts of information on how to connect with each of these teams around the country. Let's talk about the role that experiencing nature, getting out into nature, causes somebody to to become an advocate for nature, right? Mm-hmm. I, I imagine that, that that's part of the idea behind all of these outdoor programs that you know, Outdoors sponsors. When you, we go to beautiful places, you want to save those beautiful places, right? One of my friends is uh, a Mexican-American and 
his family never had money growing up. But the Jackson Demonstration State Forest in Mendocino County was one of those places where his family could go and they could have virtually a free vacation, extremely cheap to, to camp there. And so some of his core childhood memories are, are going and camping at the Jackson Demonstration State Forest and being out in nature. He is now a monthly donor to Epic. He is a great advocate for conservation. And I, I think of experiences like his and kind of the value that being outdoors has had in his own life to awaken an interest in environmental conservation. Can you, can you talk more about this 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 subject of getting people outdoors gets them to become advocates? Yeah, I mean, that's actually part of our theory of change that you can find on latinooutdoors.org. We very directly talk about how creating more welcoming outdoor spaces for recreation and for leisure can lead to the conservation constituency becoming grander, bigger, and more diverse and stronger in its diversity. So that's absolutely part of what we're trying to do at Latino Outdoors. And we've got a number of conservationists who are part of the network, the, the volunteer network and on staff that really want to share that that perspective, right, of a conservationist with the broader community. And, and for us, Latino Outdoors has been a platform that, that we can do that with. And I'll use myself as an example. So I I grew up, I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California, right? Uh, right next to the LA River, which is this concrete channel, right? But I loved being outdoors as a kid. And even if it was in the city, it was just something that, that was just so wonderful for me, just being outside. And, and I grew up in the 80s where you play until the sun went down and you heard your parents calling you to come back in indoors. So we really, my brothers and I, we really milked our time outdoors, even if it was in an urban setting. And fast forward later in life, you know, life's meandering twists and turns like a river took me eventually to the tropics, to Costa Rica. I spent 12 years living in Costa Rica, doing conservation work. We were I worked for a small nonprofit there that was focused on tropical cloud forest conservation and restoration. And we did it through like a watershed restoration lens, working with rural water districts. And it was fascinating. I didn't study this in school, right? But but it really opened up a whole new perspective for me. And I started to see the world through that environmental lens. When I came back to the United States, to California, in 2018, I wanted to share that, you know, with with other people. And Latino Outdoors was looking at that point for an, a new executive director, and and I I was fortunate enough to to come back at that time and throw my hat in the ring, and here I am. And so, so that is again just part of what we are trying to do here is really broaden the conservation community and and strengthen it through diversity. And let's get to the, the second pillar of Latino Outdoors work, which is changing the narrative or, or, or telling a, a story about Latinos outdoors. I, I think earlier in our conversation, you said something on, along the lines of changing the perspective of, of who goes outdoors or, or changing our, our narrative about like who is an environmentalist or who's an outdoors person. I imagine that that's important 
to Latino tours because environmentalism can can feel like oppressively white sometimes, or it can feel oppressively Anglo. And having talked to friends, the idea of going into these spaces can feel hostile and can discourage people from being able to enjoy the outdoors if, if they feel like they're an outsider in this space. So can you talk about the, the role of narrative in helping to make the great outdoors kind of a more welcoming place for all peoples? Absolutely, Tom. Let's let's stop short of, of saying it can feel oppressively white or Anglo. I would simply say it can sometimes feel to certain groups or communities not relevant. <laughs> As simple as that. And and so we want to make it relevant, right? We want to make environmentalism and the outdoors and protecting spaces and places relevant to, to as many people as possible. And for us to be able to do that, and by us, I mean the 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 complete, the broader conservation community. We need to speak to these different audiences, right? And so there are groups like Latino Outdoors and others who are tuned into some of these groups. And so we're an asset in, in, in really in building the environmental movement because we can speak in culturally relevant ways, right? We can frame the narrative around environmentalism in culturally relevant ways that will resonate with, with more groups and, 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 and people. And so you want to feel welcome in these spaces. You want to feel that these outdoor places are for you. And when I was in Costa Rica, there's a quote that I was that I heard, and it was by Wendell Berry. He said something along the lines of, you stand for what you stand on, right? And so that always stuck with me. It's 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 one of my mantras. And and so we want to make sure that everyone feels like they can stand somewhere <laughs> and 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 be welcome in these spaces so that they become protectors of these places. The Eco News Report, and we're talking with Luis Vila of Latino Outdoors about his organization's work to expand outdoor access. And not to diminish the great work of Latino Outdoors, but Latino Outdoors is part of a larger movement that is seeking to diversify outdoor recreation, environmentalism. And I, I think that the 2010s have seen just a wonderful growth of these groups or an expansion of these groups, a creation or expansion of these groups. So we have Diversify Whitewater, Black Girls Surf. We have efforts to try to increase the acceptance of of folks of kind of different body types in the outdoors mm-hmm. that fat people can enjoy hiking too and this shouldn't be a, a feeling of shame so it, it's really cool and exciting for me to see all this work to expand and to cultivate more folks who are going to also be my friends and my co-conspirators in this like great scheme to save the planet that might not kind of make sense to some old guard right that we're placing too great of an emphasis on identity. Do you have any response to somebody that thinks that we're kind of just caught up in identity politics here? Absolutely. It's not about identity politics. I mean, the lesson of diversity and the importance of diversity, we just need to look to nature to understand that that is a valuable lesson, right? Ecosystems that are biodiverse are robust and resilient. And that lesson 
applies to people systems as well. So for me, at least, it's never been about identity politics. It's always been about sustainability. And eventually, if we can get there, becoming a thriving society, right, that is at peace with with each other, with ourselves, right, amongst ourselves, and at peace with nature. And so I think to achieve that, we need diversity of, of, of thought, of approaches to conservation, of socioeconomic systems. I mean, just diversity across the board. And that's a lesson that, that we can draw from nature itself. So that's what I would say to, to the old guard is you've learned about the value of diversity from nature. Well, that applies here as well. And there's nothing that is being lost by folks who have traditionally been associated with the outdoors by expanding the kind of tent, having a bigger tent of environmentalism, right? We actually have more defenders. We have more champions for the environment when we have a larger tent. So this old Sierra Club member concept of like John Muir and the pristine nature that doesn't have humans in it. I, I think that that is one false, right? Humans have always been on the landscape and modifying the landscape. So this idea that we have of nature is just inherently wrong. But I, I think it also works against our efforts to try to conserve our, our planet. We need as many defenders as we can. And I should also say, poll after poll have found that that Latinos, Black people, all people of color are inherently more environmentally conscious than white people. So so our own conception of like what is an environmentalist is itself wrong. That all of these other communities, they care about clean water, they care about wildlife, they care about public places, and the way that they interact with them might be different because of the cultural background, because of the economic background in which these people reside or grow up. But yeah. Here, here's for big tent environmentalism, and I am a champion of it. And thank you, Latino Outdoors. So this gets us then to kind of our third pillar of Latino Outdoors, which is the cultivation of environmental leaders. So you said that there is some stuff like, yeah, you know, wilderness first aid training that Latino Outdoors helps to sponsor. But I imagine that wilderness first aid training also has another purpose to it, right? When you when you teach people these skills, they become better leaders. Can you talk about the cultivation and development of the next generation of environmental leaders and how Latino Outdoors is working to set this up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of synergy happening when we get one of our volunteers to become Wilderness First Aid certified, right? I mean, first of all, they lead outings for Latino Outdoors, so they're gonna, going to be more prepared in in the case that something, some of those new skills or, or knowledge are needed, right? Hopefully not, <laughs> knock on wood. But, but that's obviously one motivation. But beyond that, as I alluded to earlier, a lot of our volunteers, our leaders, are already working at conservation organizations or outdoor recreation organizations or agencies or land management entity agencies. And so Latino Outdoors, we want to serve as, we want to be a resource to them, right? Oftentimes, our, our volunteer leaders find themselves as maybe the only one of in the room, right? In these, in their day jobs. And I think that organizations like 
affinity groups or affinity organizations like Latino Outdoors that aside from being affinity groups, also through hard work and time have secured resources to be able to support our members in, in these ways. That's what we want to be. We want to be an asset to them and 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 do that so that they can continue in an upward trajectory in their professional lives. So whether it's again first a wilderness first aid certification or first responder or a very specialized naturalist training course or 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 something else, that's we're just going to cultivate those those opportunities and 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 make sure that we connect those opportunities with the individual leaders for whom they are a good fit at Latino Outdoors. And so we have over 200 people on our volunteer roster. It's a lot, but it's still small enough so that, I mean, I can actually say this with, with a lot of confidence. I I know a lot of those leaders, even if I've never met them in person, because we're spread out around the country. I I know their bios. I know what who they work for. and And so whenever I get opportunities thrown my way in my inbox or in other ways asking for someone who's good at this or that I can I can make the connection between the leaders and and I'm not the only here at Latino outdoors that well that that reminds me next time I'm hiring somebody for epic I will need to send the job posting to you so you can send it on to all the great leaders that you've helped to cultivate you um, can post it yourself <laughs> it's it's we have a job board that is accessible to anybody who has opportunities to share in the conservation, environmental education, and outdoor recreation arenas. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, job seekers, check out the Latino Outdoors job board. And these are kind of reinforcing parts. There are three pillars of Latino Outdoors, but I, I imagine when your wilderness first responder is Latino too, it, it also changes our narrative about who these type of people are. And so I appreciate how all parts of the organization kind of reinforce each other. It's a, it's a triangles are, I guess it's not really a triangle because they're three peers, but maybe I can think of it as a triangle. It's the strongest shape, right? It is the strongest shape. I believe that. And you hit the nail right on the head, Tom. And we actually expressed this on our website about the three programs and how they are complementary to each other. And it's true. When we, for example, post online on one of our social media accounts an image of a Latina or Latino or Latine park ranger. Those are some of our most popular posts, right? Because it's not every day. It's it's become common these days, at least in my five plus years with Latino Outdoors, to see those kinds of images, right? People of color in these positions, but but they're still novel to our audience. And so by virtue of being novel, they're popular as well. And interesting to see that. Well, just locally, I, I know a number of people who have kind of come through Latino Outdoors when they were going to Humboldt State University, or now called Cal Poly Humboldt, and they are in the beginning of their careers at natural resource agencies. So they are the, the park rangers, or they're working for friends at other land trusts or conservation nonprofits. So I can very truly say I've seen the effect of Latino Outdoors even here in Humboldt. Although we have a very strong kind of connection, Humboldt and Latino Outdoors. As you said, you once lived in Arcata for a while before moving to Fresno. We have had other Latino Outdoors staff here in Humboldt. So I feel like Latino Outdoors is very rooted in Humboldt's environmental uh, movement as well. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we were office mates, right? Yeah, we <laughs> were. Uh, absolutely. And I have to say, I, I learned a ton from you. We Part of it was during COVID and there wasn't great time for us to overlap. But I, um, I was a young executive director and to be able to kind of do this job and to watch you do your job, I, I feel like I picked up a lot on, on how to treat employees well, how to run an organization, how to be the public face of an organization. So I, I owe a thank you to you too. Oh, wow, Tom. That Thank you so much for those generous words. That uh, means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So somebody that is interested in Latino Outdoors, I think we talked about this earlier. Let's talk about how to connect with Latino Outdoors, how to find a local chapter, how to connect. If you're interested in setting up a chapter, how to find a hike, let, let's go into it. So what are the best resources to get people connected with your organization? Absolutely. So you you just alluded to the, the pandemic, right, which made everyone work from home, essentially, or at least not in a traditional office. Latino Outdoors was in the, had the advantage of already being a decentralized organization. We always have been. And so the way that you can connect with Latino Outdoors is online and and particularly through our website, latinooutdoors.org, that is the hub for everything Latino Outdoors. From there, you can find our national social media presence and connect with us that way. You can find my email address. You can set the names and, and, and contact info for our staff, our volunteers. Not so much our volunteers. We, we try to shield them a little bit right? because they are volunteers. But you can find the different regional teams, i.e. chapters, social media accounts on our locations map. So all of that is available there. You just have to do a little exploring and we do a pretty good job of keeping it updated. And we have a local Latino Outdoors chapter. It it goes through kind of ebbs and flows of how many programs are being put on based on kind of how many people are, you know, in school or are wanting to connect. But if you are in Humboldt County, check out, uh, I believe there's a Facebook page for our local Humboldt chapter. So check them out. And if you're listening to this and if you want to become more involved, Latino Outdoors has the room for you. They 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 want you to be part of them. So get involved, engage, and help grow the environmental movement. Luis, thank you so much for joining the Eco News Report. Any last thoughts, reflections that you'd like to share with our listening audience? Well, I think you read my mind, Tom. I really want to point folks there in Humboldt to our chapter. It's a small, tiny little chapter of two members currently. It goes through those ebbs and flows as volunteer-powered organizations do. But right now we have a newish volunteer. His name is, I believe, Sebastian, Sebastian Castillo. And recently he organized a kayaking outing in Humboldt Bay with support from Center Activities, I believe. So Cal Poly Humboldt. And and so, yeah, they, I, I'm starting to see, yeah, just more, more, more activity from our chapter there in Humboldt. And we welcome anybody to, to be a part of that. I often like to say that if you say in your day job or even not your day job, but just you have a personal passion for being outdoors and you want to take that to the next level, well, the Latino Outdoors platform, which offers resources and a network, a supportive network with which to do that with, 
may be a good avenue for you. So I hope people who are listening will look into that. Well, Luis, thank you so much for joining the Eco News Report. And thank you, listeners, for joining the, the show. And you can join us again next week on this time and channel for more environmental news from the North Coast of California.